0: I'm Dan Raviv in the Washington studio of the CBS News Weekend Roundup. We're honored to be joined by a former president of the United States, Jimmy Carter. Uh, Talking about your new book, it's called A Full Life, Reflections at 90. I should note it's uh, published by a division of CBS, Simon & Schuster. Uh, President Carter, first, congratulations on the book. I I think it's your 29th book. You you write a lot of them. (laughs)
1: That's what I have to make a living, you know. Yeah, I enjoy writing books, and I've written uh, 29. And I've done a book of my paintings as well, so that's
0: really 30. And we notice that some of your paintings are in this book. Now, it has a lot of policy reflections and personal memories, and I'd like to touch on policy. In 1979, the new Islamic Republic of Iran took 52 Americans hostage. You write that your failed effort to rescue them using the U.S. military contributed to your losing the election in 1980. Now, now Iran is a tough issue again. That country is suspected to be working secretly on nuclear weapons. What do you think of the talks? Can we trust Islamic Iran?
1: I think when if John Kerry said it's a, a good deal, I would trust him completely. And I believe that uh, the biggest arguments they're having now is whether or not we can monitor and certify the compliance by Iran of the agreement that they reach. So if, if the agreement is reached and approved by the United States and, and also Russia and some of the European countries, uh, I believe that uh, we can depend on its integrity.
0: Yet, uh, perhaps more than any other American, you have bitter memories of the Ayatollah's regime. And so doesn't it come down to that question of trust? Their, their regime hates our country.
1: Well, you know, when, when the Shah was overthrown, I immediately normalized diplomatic relations with the Ayatollah Khomeini's regime, and it was... That government to whom my diplomats were accredited, and he sent about 50 diplomats of his own to Washington. So we were trying to work harmoniously with the revolutionary regime in Iran when the hostages were taken. So I believe that uh, I had no, no doubt when I found a recent agreement. I stayed up three days and three nights. I never went to bed the last three days I was at home, but when they finally agreed to let the hostages go,
0: Uh, Then I I felt sure that I had negotiated a good agreement Ah, the very end of your presidency when they were released. Sir, what about racial tensions in our country? You were a southern governor. You write about your childhood in Georgia, including African-Americans who were part of your childhood. The racial tensions now seem high, yet America has its first African-American president. Uh, How do you explain that?
1: Well, I think after the civil rights movement was successful and, and Harry Truman and Lyndon Johnson and others uh, did away with official uh, legal record, uh, racial uh, superiority of white people, we kind of breathed a sigh of relief and looked the other way and thought we had resolved finally the the, uh, the uh, discrimination against black people as inferior citizens. And now I think the a lot of the recent events that have happened with police attacks on black people, and and also what's happened in Charleston, South Carolina, has told us that we need to take another look at ourselves. And, And I believe that some changes are being made. They may be transient or temporary in nature, but I think this is one of the still the greatest challenges that our country has not yet resolved is how to give full equality of opportunity and treatment to our African-American people.
0: And that's among the observations in, well, in effect, short chapters in your new book, of Full Life. I wanted to point out that it does uh, contain some of your poetry, a, a poem you wrote describing your wife, Rosalind early in your relationship in the 1940s. And, and by the way, congratulations on July 7th, 69 years of marriage.
1: Yesterday was an important day for me.
0: Well, an important day, beautiful. And your paintings as well, um, I know you did a a book just of your paintings. Why is that part of what you want to display to the American people? They remember you as a politician. Here are paintings and poetry.
1: Well, I I give my paintings one at a time to the Carter Center to auction off to benefit the Carter Center's programs around the world in 80 different countries. Uh, In fact, the last month... One of my paintings sold for $250,000, and the money all went not to me but to the Carter Center. So I enjoy painting. It kind of gives me a chance to express my points of view about where I lived and, and my my different members of the people, people that I loved and or cared for or different places that I've been. So it's just a, a, a hobby that I really enjoy. But I, I've done more building of furniture than I have um painting pictures, but I do both.
0: Yeah, pictures are easier to share. Mr. President, near the end of the book, you write, the life we have now is the best of all. At age 90, and another quote, we are blessed with good health. Now, that is lucky, or is it the power of prayer and Bible study?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think that's got much to do with it, but, you know, we have just been fortunate in not being afflicted with something that was beyond our control, but we my wife is, a, is our cook, and she is a good nutrition expert, and so we take a lot of exercise, and and uh, and we live in a, sw- a small town with with a black majority, as a matter of fact, but a harmonious town. Uh, we have the same farms we had since our family since 1833. So we have a very good life when we want to be secluded, but a very vibrant and, and unpredictable and adventurous and gratifying life we embark on the programs that the Carter Center pursues. So, so all around, it, it's the best time of our life.
0: President Jimmy Carter, 34 and a half years after leaving office, nine months after attaining the grand and honorable age of 90. Your new book is called A Full Life Reflections at 90. Uh, thanks, Mr. President, for being with us on CBS Radio News. It's good to be with you again. Thank you very much. I'm Dan Revive, CBS News.